So we're going to go through a couple of steps here on when we are dealing with a, a construction contract or something like that. Step number one is to calculate the profit or loss on the contract. We calculate the profit or loss on the contract. Now, how do we calculate the profit or loss on the contract? Stay with me carefully here. We're going to have the contract price coming in, which is the same as the contract value coming in. There will less. I'm going to move with two cash columns here. Stay with me carefully. Then we less cost incurred today. You're going to less cost incurred to date. And then estimated cost to completion. Estimated cost to complete. We add these two up, and that gives us what we call the contract. The total contract cost. So that is going to be subtracted. If we get a positive figure, it means we just made a profit. If we get a negative figure, it means we made a loss. But that is the first step. So for the question that we have at the disposal, usually we would have to determine whether we've made a profit on the contract or we've made a loss on the contract as an entity in that regard. Have we made profits or loss on the contract for the period under review? Now, based on that, we go to step two. And I'm going to divide step two into two categories, so stay with me carefully. So step two, I, where there is loss. Now, if the contract results into a loss, then it should be provided for and recognized as an expense in the P&L account in accordance with IAS 37. So where the contract may result into a loss, it is provided for and recognized in the financial statements. It is provided for and recognized in the financial statements in accordance with IAS 37, that is provisions, contingent liabilities, contingent assets. Why? Because this will be termed as an onerous contract or one Ross contract, depending on the school you attended and the teacher that taught you how to pronounce things. On Ross contracts or one Ross contract for the KG2 people. 
So onerous contracts. So in accordance with IAS 37, immediately we calculate and we realize that the contract results into a loss, boom, that loss must be provided for. So the journal entry on that is going to be to debit, profit or loss, because it's an expenses, then we'll credit provisions. And that will go to the statement of financial position. Because when we say credit provisions, that means it is going into the statement of financial position. So immediately, we write it off. We write it off. That is the idea about that. What it means then is that any cost incurred on the contracts to date will be treated as expenses as well. Okay? Any cost incurred on the contract to date is treated as expenses. Shall be recognized as expenses. Which is obvious, generally, uh, in that regard, for the period under review. It's obvious. And then the amount of revenue recognizable will also be equivalent to the cost that is incurred. Okay? The amount of contract revenue recognizable, the amount of contract revenue the amount of contract revenue to be recognized shall be equivalent to the total cost incurred to date. That's the idea there. So step one, we do the calculation and we get a loss. That loss is recognized as an onerous contract. And that is in the provisions IAS 37. It's a one-time event resulting into a loss. It's not that every building, every project we undertake results into a loss. If we expect that every project we undertake will result into a loss, that one is operating expenses. And future operating expenses there is no present obligation. So in accordance with IAS 37, the entity cannot provide for it. In accordance with IAS 37, the entity cannot provide for it. But this is a one-time event occurring, resulting into a loss. That is why we call it onerous contract. And in that case, we provide for it in accordance with IAS 37, provisions, contingent liabilities, and assets. Then, where it results into a profit, that is the II of step two, the II of step two, where the contract results in profits, so where there is a profit, then revenue and profits to be recognized for the year ended under review will be based on the percentage of completion. 
So in this case, the amount of revenue and profit to be recognized and profit to be recognized for the year ended shall be based on the percentage of completion. Sounds good? That is the idea about that. So this is where the calculation of the percentage of completion comes in in step three. 